0: We are Pixie and Ogre. This is an intersectional LGBTQIA plus friendly podcast led by two lesbians living in the sticks of North Carolina. We discuss topics that support our values, including pro black lives matter, pro trans and gender non-binary and pro sex work among many other topics. Pixie is me, Mel. I hold a master's degree in clinical mental health counseling. Ogre is Laura who has no degrees or licenses, but just likes to hear her sarcastic, fat-ass talk. Good afternoon. It's Pixie or Mel. And Ogre
1: or Laura. Uh-oh. You sound down. I'm not down. I'm just tired. Well, I'm a little down. Oh, dear. Aren't Ogres always kind of down? Um, I don't know. Shrek was pretty... Yeah, he was pretty grumpy. Yeah, he was grumpy. Okay. Yeah. I'm not grumpy. I'm just kind of... Having a day. Having a day. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well,
0: we're going to talk about some unexplained, unsolved phenomenon. I know. I'm excited. This is one of my favorite topics. I am, too. And I actually did, like, made copious notes on this.
1: Copious. Copious. I'm, like, prepared. Wow. I know. I actually wrote shit down, too, which is weird for me. <laughs> Usually, I'm like, some guys. Usually, year. I'm like, hang
0: on. Let me get that a goog while we're recording. Um, but we're actually prepared because we like this topic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not that we don't like our other topics but this is this is exciting. This yes. is this is fun. Yes. This is our gig. Um so I'm going to start first with I'm, I'm, we're going to we're going to start slow. Okay. With fairy
1: rings. Okay, we're just going to dip our toes in. We're
0: going to dip our toes in because honestly there are like natural reasons why these occur. Uh-huh. But they're so steeped in folklore that it's fun to think about what they could mean. Right. Okay, so fairy rings are essentially naturally occurring arcs of mushrooms, typically in the forest, can also be in grasslands or in, in a field.
1: Okay, well when you said typically, I was thinking like in the middle of like downtown Manhattan. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, this would be in, in typical
0: areas where you would find mushrooms growing. Mushrooms, okay. Yeah. Um, however, it has been the subject of many folklore, especially in Western Europe okay and what does it mean so to give a little backstory so it can actually be good or bad it can mean good fortune or it can mean danger so in mostly in western europe it's seen as hazardous or dangerous and having to do with witches and the devil oh that's not good not good at all Um, in fact in german tradition it's thought to mark the site of witches dancing on Walpurgis night which is the eve of the Christian feast day of the Saint Walperga, an eighth-century abbess, not abscess, because I keep wanting to say abscess. Abbess, <laughs> who is a superior of nuns from the eighth century. Wow! And this occurs on April thirtieth, which in Wicca and and most earth-based or pagan religions is Beltane. Okay. So I find that very interesting. And um, this particular saint was hailed for battling pests, rabies, whooping cough, and witchcraft. you oh, just on the side.
1: Interesting. Yeah. You know, throw in the whooping cough. That's and right. The, and the witches, like, they didn't have enough to do already. And no. And then, you know, she was like, you know what, while we're at it, let's go ahead and throw the, the witches in there. Right. St. Get- Abbas, can you just... <laughs> well,
0: it's St. Walperga. She wasn't Abbas. Oh. It's okay. These are just confusing words for me. They are. St. Saint-
1: what? St. Walperga. Walperga. I'm
0: probably pronouncing that incorrectly, but phonetically, that's how I'm seeing it. Then in Dutch tradition, and what is so interesting, and I literally have five question marks after this, because I, I didn't deep, you know, dive any deeper into this, and Wikipedia didn't give me any more information other than this line. In Dutch tradi- tradition, circles <laughs> are considered to be where the devil sets his milk churn, I need more information. I I, I need more information. I, I don't know what... I didn't know that the devil was associated with a milk churn.
1: No, and, and I, I, don't, I don't picture him sitting around drinking milk. <laughs> or he, churning. Or churning. I mean, is he churning? Is he making butter? Cream? I have cream? M- I mean, no idea. Maybe he wants cream for his coffee. For those kids who grew up in New England, I'm getting
0: a lot of like Sturbridge Village butter churn vibes. I just can't see the devil hanging around doing
1: that i can't see the devil doing his own turning to be honest with you no that does not seem to be something he would do himself no it's a very arduous task
0: yes so i found that very interesting and then um there's a folklore in a state in western austria tl roll and i think i'm saying that correctly where the folklore attributes the the fiery tails of dragons and that's what the circles are are the fiery tails of dragons and once a dragon has created the circle with its tail nothing but toadstools or mushrooms can grow there for seven years interesting so that
1: is cool these mushrooms grow you said in an arc shape in an arc or a complete circle huh yes so what's the real explanation behind these
0: there's you know fungus necrotic and rapid growth zones it's kind of boring but it you know it's botany it's just it's it's a natural occurrence okay but i think the folklores are more
1: interesting i think so
0: too (laughs) i think so too now the celtic english scandinavian traditions are more upbeat in that they they picture elves and fairies dancing in the circle and this is kind of like what was left behind. Got it. And some uh, prolific writers have written about these fairy um, circles. It's common in Victorian folklore that it was, uh, well in Victorian folklore fairies and witches were considered to be the same. And um, one Scottish man stated that fairies use the mushrooms as seats, parasols, or umbrellas okay so when i think of like i don't know kind of that like psychedelic cartoon disney era of the 60s where you're picturing like alice in wonderland yeah alice in wonderland or like fantasia where they're using the mushrooms as parasols i'm getting that kind of vibe
1: right
0: um it's shown up in literature as well so um american author worked Sykes wrote about the fairy rings in Psyche and Eros, stating that it was a punishment for trespassing. Hmm. Um, and kind of like a warning not to anger the fairies, which you of all people should know I'm very concerned about upsetting the fairies. Yes. I leave coins, I leave jewelry out. Anytime anything shiny goes missing, I just blame it on the fairies. Right. Typically I've misplaced it.
1: Right, usually it's in your drawer.
0: And I've like blatantly overlooked it. It's there. <laughs> um so superstition states that these circles are sacred and crossing them will anger the fairies and lead to being cursed
1: definitely don't want to be cursed you do
0: not want to fuck those fairies up no no
1: you do not want to curse so
0: yeah i mean if you look into it like literally the first few paragraphs in the wikipedia page a lot of scientific terms lots of botany terms it's a naturally occurring thing i like to pretend they're fairy rings they're fairy rings they're elves circling, it's fine. Exactly. Like an
1: elf shir- circle jerk.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Well, we just went dark. That was a hard left turn, but I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. Um, but that's my, that's my first unexplained phenomenon, which is basically explained. So we wanted to kind of ease our way in. Right, because mine is kind
1: of dark and scary. Yes. It's very interesting. Please. Um, so several years ago, I came across some footage that I watched. And the footage alone was so interesting and so captivating that I had to learn all I could about this case. And we will include this footage in the show notes. It's, it's very interesting. Well, in the case of Elisa Lam, mm. she was a Canadian student who was in Los Angeles in 2013. Okay. She was staying at the Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles. Okay. Um, It's no longer the Cecil Hotel. So if you Google it, it's got a totally different name. It's been remodeled, revamped. Gotcha. Um, So in 2013, she was staying at the Cecil Hotel and we have video footage of her getting into the elevator pushing all of the buttons, Mm -hmm. looking very confused, looking scared, um, hiding in the corner at one point. Yes, Uh, She keeps peeking around the corner of the elevator door and then like darting back into the elevator. At one point she gets out of the elevator and you can see her talking and gesturing to someone off screen. Then she gets back in the elevator and she's acting all weird again. And then she disappears. off mm. she, you know, she walks out of the elevator, and she's never seen again. Well, a couple of days later, people in the hotel were complaining about the water quality. Mm. No. So the maintenance people <laughs> trek up to the roof where the water tanks are. And they discover Alisa Lamb's body in one of the water tanks, and she's dead. Ah, oh, shit. So her body was discovered. She was dead floating in this, um, there were eight foot by four foot water tanks and there were several of them on the roof of this hotel. Okay. And these tanks supplied all of the water for the hotel. So her body was found naked Mm. and her clothes and her personal effects were found floating in the water next to her. Um, Her cell phone has never been recovered. Mm. It wasn't found in her room or on her person. So the autopsy revealed that she had no, nothing in her system as far as drugs or alcohol. Okay. And they listed her cause of death as drowning. Accidental. Accidental drowning. So the issues that were very predominant in this case is that all of the doors leading to this roof were locked and only employees had keys. So she had to figure out a way to get out there is the first thing. The second thing is, is none of the water towers had a fixed access. Okay. Uh, none of them had like ladders or any way to climb them. So the maintenance men would have to get a ladder from the maintenance shed and actually bring
0: it to the roof. And I'm guessing there was nothing like that outside of the water tank in which she was found. No,
1: there was nothing. Ah. Uh. The third thing was the lids of these water tanks were extremely heavy. Mm. And they were extremely bulky and cumbersome to move. And so the question was, how did she, even if she could, have climbed up there and opened up this heavy, bulky door? Sure. How did she get inside and then manage to tread water and close the lid behind her? Right? So that was the issue. Um, nothing. There was no suspects. I mean, with those facts alone, it seems like it should at least be
0: undetermined cause of death. To to rule accidental, given all of those things that would have to happen in order for her to get in there just does not make
1: sense. Right. I mean, it's just very, very odd. Why would she climb into the water tank, remove her clothes in the water tank, right. and then just stop treading water and drown herself? I mean, it's just very strange. And. I'm guessing her cause of death was drowning drowning yes so
0: we're supposed to believe like you said that she was alive in there I mean I guess there was no trauma found on her body that would indicate she was killed or harmed before that
1: there was no trauma evident they did do a rape kit and other examinations but because she had been in the water oh her body was yes uh, bloated so a lot of things they they say that a lot of the toxicology stuff would have left her system
0: yep and dna
1: dna would have been washed away sure and any kind of physical things might have been obscured by the bloat yeah and you know she was discolored and all of that just yeah. from being dead in the water but they never, they never found any clues. That is... They never had any suspects. So awful. And, yeah, seven years later, it's still a complete and utter mystery as to what happened.
0: And I think when I was doing, like, just a rough search myself looking for the footage yesterday, I had read something that she had been traveling and she had called her parents every day. And they were alarmed that she hadn't called. So it wasn't even like it seems like she was suicidal or
1: the only known mental illness was she suffered from um bipolar disorder and but she was stable right um you know the hotel staff said she didn't ever appear to be unstable at any point and the only um evidence that she might have been having mental issues is the elevator footage. Mm. But honestly, the elevator fo- footage, she looks more scared than anything. She does, yes. And she, and the way that she keeps peeking out of the elevator, to me, just, it seems like she's trying to get away from somebody.
0: And And I know this is a lot to speculate from a video, but it also seems like she knew the person. Because the way I'm seeing it is like, if I was running from someone I didn't know who was after me, I probably wouldn't get out of the elevator, be talking to them and gesturing to them. Mm-hmm. You know, if the, it, it appeared the elevator wasn't working, mm-hmm. I would have found stairs. Like It seemed like there was a familiarity to, familiarity to the person.
1: Exactly. If it was somebody that I didn't know and they were bothering me or I was afraid of them, I would yes. go to the front desk. Yes. Um, and I would literally sit on the front desk Absolutely. until somebody called the police. Yes. Uh, but if it was somebody that I knew, I wouldn't do any of that
0: yeah i I definitely got the feeling like this was someone that and maybe not knew well but maybe had met in her travels and had turned out to be nefarious i don't know
1: Mm. so anyway that's that's my first uh, mysterious that gives me chills
0: what's yours okay so my second one is called the ferme paradox oh are you familiar i don't think so okay so it's named for the physicist enrico ferme Am I saying it, that right, Fairm? Fair okay. Sure. This is basically the contradiction between the lack of evidence of alien civilizations and the high probability that they exist. Okay, repeat that slowly. Yes. So, there should be, in essence, many different kinds of alien or extraterrestrial. Beings and and varieties of them and planets out there in our galaxy. Okay, there's no evidence of them why so In doing this, you know, I did think of what we were talking about the other day about um, the government Admitting well, first of all from my research. They've only admitted that there are such things as UFOs, right? So that doesn't necessarily mean that they are saying that there are aliens, we have aliens, we've come in contact with aliens. Right. And so what's interesting about this, so here are some of the facts to kind of break it down. There are billions of stars in the Milky Way similar to the Sun, with a high probability that these stars have Earth-like planets. Many of these stars and their planets are much older than our Sun, So if the Earth is typical, one would think that these other planets have developed intelligent life way before us. Why have we not seen them yet? So some explanations are some of these civilizations um, may have developed interstellar travel that we're just starting to develop now. But even at the slow pace of that travel, the Milky Way could be completely traversed within a few million years. Why have we... Why is it not common knowledge that there is life out there?
1: (laughs) What if they don't want to contact us? What if there are aliens? Now, the interesting thing, when you said there's no evidence, there have been cave drawings and weird things that have been found in archaeological uh, digs yes. that nobody can actually explain. Yes. There have been languages that have been discovered that no one has ever heard of mm-hmm. and no one has ever seen outside of this one particular area. That's right. So <clears throat> then we've got hundreds if not thousands of UFO not only sightings but experiences. Mm-hmm. So. I think, or I feel, that we're assigning our human-like attributes to alien life, you know, whereas we're all just loud and annoying and we make ourselves known, you know, like the rest of the galaxy can hear us coming for years. That's true. We're like that, you know,
0: old truck with a bad muffler.
1: We're Cousin Eddie.
0: (laughs) The shitter's full
1: the shitter's full. we're we're cousin we're cousin eddie Eddie. absolutely that's what we are so what if what if they know we're here and they're just giving us a wide berth what (laughs) what if we're the science experiment gone wrong and people are just sitting back and observing and watching us tear each other apart and destroy our planet and they're going look kids we're watching Tonight we're watching Earth, 2020, yep. and we've, <laughs> we've introduced COVID. Yeah, so we're like
0: the 20th season of the real world to exactly. the rest of the galaxy. And,
1: and, and, and what if, what if everybody, there are other civilizations, and they all know each other exist, and they interact peacefully because they're evolved, and yet here we are. So it's interesting because you've actually
0: brought up two of the potential theories right, right in this conversation. So just to give a little background, so the reason Vermeer's name became associated with this is he was having a casual conversation with some other physicists, and while talking, they were discussing recent UFO reports and the possibility of faster-than-light travel, and Vermeer allegedly and suddenly said, but where is everybody? Now, I hear what you're saying, and I think it is likely. I do believe that there is other life out there as dumb as we are (laughs) as a planet i think we would have accidentally stumbled upon them in the past million years i mean we've accidentally created penicillin you know i mean we've accidentally come across things before that weren't
1: intentional well we have come across them i mean i i i don't believe that every single alien sighting or abduction I don't believe that they're all false right so let's assume some of them are real right that means we've seen them not not all of us but at the same time I mean put yourself in the alien's shoes obviously if they have the ability to travel as far as they can Mm -hmm. to get to earth then they're obviously light years ahead of us as far as intelligence and things like that so what if for the past several thousand years they have been coming they have been checking things out they have been watching us listening to us taking samples trying to figure things out and they have just come to the conclusion that they're staying out of sight right now don't you feel like in the past million
0: years we would have bumped into them a little bit more frequently it would be more and 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 I'm kind of, I'm taking this position just in in light of having this discussion. I really don't know what I believe as far as this theory. It actually goes a little bit further and it involves Elon Musk. Okay. So he theorizes that we're likely living in a simulation. And that is why we haven't had any real like day-to-day or more, I guess... Mundane interactions with extraterrestrials is because we are a well-kept secret scientific experiment, which you also said Now it, this is an interesting concept But for me, it feels like it's just a hop skip and a jump to flat earth and it makes me nervous <laughs> It makes me real nervous <laughs> um, But it's an interesting concept it is interesting. I mean if there are theoretically Planets and suns within our galaxy that are
1: similar to ours, why haven't we run into each other yet? I think we're too stupid, to be quite honest with you. I mean, Americans, not Americans, yes, Americans. <laughs> American.
0: Mostly Americans. Mostly
1: Americans. <laughs> they can't even handle a simple pandemic. Yeah most Americans can't even handle driving down the road without losing their shit, freaking out. That's true. And shooting someone. That's true.
0: And you add in like a tiny bit of weather.
1: Right. So, I mean, do you you really think we'd hold our shit together if aliens suddenly like popped up in the grocery store? That's very true. And started asking us questions? Yeah. First of all, every redneck in the county would come out with their guns and their MAGA hats mm. and shoot the bastard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's you know, true. We, we ain't got room in here for this. Now, this is an illegal alien. Motherfucker. Going to have to shoot him dead.
0: Oh, my gosh. My head is in my hands. I, I
1: know. I mean, it's... Where's the lie? You know what I mean? Um, the pickup trucks would be rolling in from Madison County with the Trump flags oh, flying. That's true. And the Blue Lives Matter flags. Um, yeah. If, you, if I was an alien flying past Earth, I'd lock the windows, make sure the, 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 the doors were yeah. locked, the windows were and, up. And we've seen this
0: funny comedy trend on TikTok where people use the alien face filter and they're pretending like they're from another planet and they're like, I decided to visit Earth and it was fucking terrible. Um, And I do think there's probably some truth to that. I do think it's interesting, especially with everything that 2020 has thrown us and more and more people are joking or not jokingly saying we're in a simulation. You know, Elon Musk does present like laboratory experiments where rats are subjected to an environment that is supposed to simulate a certain condition. Why wouldn't that necessarily
1: happen with us apply to us yeah yeah i mean it's very very interesting it is and honestly i think the more that you think about it and the more you try to figure it out the more confusing it gets yes um and it, if, if any of you have time and interest go back and look at um you know some of the ufo i don't know if you'd even call them conspiracy theories i mean they're they're proven old cave drawings mm. with uh interesting shaped uh, other <clears throat> human-like figures, right? interesting shaped um, vessels yeah. that, you know, p- uh, people are saying that they were UFOs even yeah. back then. Um, well, and we've come to, I mean, as a
0: society, like somewhat of a consensus of what we believe aliens look like. I don't know how factual that is, but with many, many, many supposed sightings and interactions with other life forms, it they all seem to kind of go together. Now that is to say that could be like those leading questions we were talking about the other day where, you know, did your alien look like this? Well, yeah,
1: you know what I mean? (laughs) But maybe you're also talking about the same people who have, who have drawn, you know, think Jesus is white. Yeah, but I, yeah, 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 that's true, (laughs) very true. So so that's the
0: Fermi paradox.
1: That's interesting. Yes. I really like that. How do you spell his name?
0: F-E-R-M-I. Fermi. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I actually was inspired to research this. I, I was going to talk about the Kentucky meat showers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which, P.S., you know, still worth a goog. Essentially, there's several minutes in this one night, I think in the 1850s, where it literally rained meat. What kind? Like grade A steak. I, people were claiming it was everything from deer to lamb to human. Interesting. The consensus was it was most likely vultures just dropping bits of their food.
1: Oh,
0: um, it's a lot of food. It's a lot of I food, mean, though. Considering that it was actually raining meat. Yeah, I would give it a goog because it's 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 definitely interesting. But I decided to replace it with this one because when I was on TikTok at 4 a.m., which if y'all aren't on like middle of the night TikTok. Prime, prime stuff. And that's where I learned about this and got freaked out at 4 a.m. Interesting. Started thinking
1: I was in a simulation. Well, I think that you can think that at 2 a.m., 4 (laughs) a.m., 1 in the afternoon. That is true. I've got a sad story. Oh, no.
0: Oh, no, I'm ending on a sad story, too. Are you? Yeah. Well,
1: too bad. (laughs) Um, This one is the mysterious disappearance of the solder children. Mm. Yeah. So, it was Christmas Eve, 1945. Mr. and Mrs. Sauter lived with their ten children in a house in West Virginia somewhere.
0: Ten children? Yeah, Fayetteville, West
1: Virginia. Holy shit. So, it's Christmas Eve, and it's Mr. and Mrs., and nine of their children. The tenth child, I don't know where the hell they were, but they weren't there. Okay. So... They have Christmas Eve together. It's a lovely evening. The sure. kids end up staying up a little later. Everybody is asleep, and around, I guess it was around midnight, the phone rang, and Mrs. Sauter went downstairs and answered it, and it was a woman, and she asked for some person who wasn't who didn't live at the house, and Mrs. Sauter said, "I'm sorry, you have the wrong number," and the woman gave a strange laugh and hung up the phone. Oh, oh my fucking god no the
0: hair's just uh oh i'm fucking freaked you you okay i'm fine let's keep
1: pushing through all right so mrs sauter went back to bed and a little while later she Mm. woke up to the smell of smoke Mm -mm. so she immediately woke her husband and they started gathering up the children well five of the children were asleep in an attic bedroom shit. and the stairs were blocked off with fire so they could not get up the stairs so they stayed in the house as long as they could, screaming to try to wake the children in the attic. Well it didn't work. So they went out of the house and mister Sauter and his two elder sons were trying to break into the attic window, trying to figure out a way to climb up there. He couldn't find his ladder. I mean, this is a working you know, working man, he's no. got a business and you know ladders he can't find his ladder it's gone he always kept it propped up in the same spot so he could access it easily it wasn't there Mm-mm. later after all of this was over the ladder was found 75 feet away in a ditch what yeah so nobody knows why so anyway they're freaking out so he's he's telling his sons get one of the trucks over here park it under the window and i'm going to climb up and we're going to see if we can bust in that way neither one of his trucks would start are you fucking kidding me even though he had just used them neither one would start so that was odd oh my gosh so this is then then this whole series of fuck-ups started going crazier there was no phone the phone line was dead, so they went. Even though to, they had just gotten a call at midnight. So they go to the neighbor's house. Phone line, does, the phone's not working. Somebody else happened to see it, and they went to a local like tavern. That phone wasn't working. Okay. So some, somebody eventually rode into town, and called the police. Well, because the war was going on, the firefighters were at like. A, you know skeleton crew so the fire chief gets the call he doesn't know how to drive a fire truck oh my god so he has to wait for one of the other firefighters to wake up and get down there oh my god to drive the fire truck so the, the mm. firefighters don't even get there for mm. several hours and by the time they do it's it's gone So they start an investigation, they start digging through the ashes. Firefighters can't find any bones or pieces of human beings. And there were supposed to be five people, five children in the attic. Mm. No bones, no human pieces, nothing. So everyone's, you know, the Sauters are freaking out because they think their kids are dead. And now there's no evidence that they died in this fire. And they're like, where are our children? So now they think their kids are alive. Some of the interesting things that came out in this was the fire marshal declared that the fire was the result of an electrical issue. Mm. And the interesting thing is, is that very recently prior to the fire Mr. Sauter had had the electrical inspected mm. and anything fixed so wow he was everyone was kind of doubtful about the they everyone thought it was arson so the second interesting thing was Mrs. Sauter prior to the phone call yeah she had heard this loud thunk on the roof of her house. And after the thunk, it was the sound of something heavy rolling off the roof. She didn't think anything of it. After I'm sorry.
0: No disrespect to Mrs. Sautter. You didn't think anything of it? But she had 10 kids. Yeah, that is true. I, I mean, I would think something of it. It doesn't mean I'd
1: get out and look. I wouldn't get out and look.
0: Yeah, There's, that's true. She had ten
1: kids, and it was Christmas Eve. She was tired. Yeah, that's true. And she, yeah, yeah. So after the fire, when people Ooh. are are digging through the ashes and looking over the property, they find what is commonly known as a pineapple grenade mm. in the bushes. And there was no reason for any kind of pineapple grenade um, to be there. But it, a pineapple grenade is small, and it's it kind of looks like a really tiny pineapple and it's metal and that would have made a a loud thunk. Sure. And a loud rolling sound off the roof. So the other thing they found was the, um, so the ladder was gone, the trucks wouldn't start. Later they discovered that the phone lines had been cut. Yeah. But had they been cut at the neighbors in the tavern as well? No. Interesting. Maybe cutting the lines just fucked up the whole power grid the whole phone grid. Thing. Yeah, that's true.: I And mean, this was 1945.: That's true. Um, OK, so the phone lines have been cut. Yeah. The firefighter and the fire, fire marshal found no bones, and when they talked to the local crematorium, the worker there said that bones won't completely disintegrate. The, the temperature has to be well over 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit okay. for several hours okay. in order for bones to be completely and utterly gotcha. you know, turned to ash. And based on the fire marshal and uh, the fire chief, it, the fire hadn't been that hot and it hadn't burned that long. No. So, where's the bones? So this poor family, they never had resolution. They Mm. continued to search and follow leads. There was always somebody calling in saying, I saw this kid at this hotel, and and Mr. Sauter actually followed up on leads. They hired several private investigators. Um, And and I imagine
0: this was not a wealthy family. be doing all of this so my gosh this poor
1: family but uh, mr sauter passed away and mrs sauter continued continued um up until the 80s when she finally passed away and um yeah and and nothing nothing was ever resolved Mm. so no one actually knows if the children did indeed burn up right if they were abducted or if they were abducted or if they ran away or who knows Huh. That's disturbing.
0: Very disturbing. That's sad. Mm-hmm. But I'm with Mrs. Sodder. I probably wouldn't be able to give up either. Forty years? I, I don't think I would. I know. I don't think I would. Wow. Yeah. Well I'm gonna bring it down more. Oh good, good. Yeah, let's yeah, go. We're all, just gonna all, keep... let's go all the <laughs> way down. <laughs> we're just gonna Give me a cup of that depression <laughs> over here. This is the unsolved and unexplained disappearance of the beaumont children oh more children more children so three children jane arna and grant beaumont went missing on january 26th, 1966 from a beach in adelaide australia okay and jane was nine arna was seven grant was four and you know this was 1966 um the children it was not unusual for children to be left unsupervised or unattended at the beach really really were they um australian yes okay so this case actually very much changed the way in which australians did supervise their children because of this case but um the kids had gone to the beach the day before, on the twenty fifth, January twenty fifth, by themselves and had done well. Jane, they felt, was old enough at age nine. Oh my God! I, I know to watch her seven and four year old siblings. No. And um, the next day, they asked their mother if they can do it again, and their mother said, "Fine." They took the eight forty five a.m. bus to the beach, and they were expected to come home on the noon bus. Okay. Um, When the noon and the two o'clock buses came and went, the mother started to get worried. This is where I start to have some opinions and I have to keep reminding myself it was 1966. It's a different time. And I'm a child of the stranger danger, eighties, you know, abduction, everyone wants to take you things. When the dad came home at three, they went searching for them. Oh my gosh. Three! So they drove to the beach, couldn't find them. They went back home, gathered neighbors, checked friends' houses, and at 5.30 p.m. they reported them missing. Mm, Five and a half hours of searching time gone. Well, and never mind, we have no idea when. Yeah. You know what I mean? But five and a half hours, let's say it took 30 minutes to get home on the bus. I doubt it took that long. Five hours, essentially. Oh, no. So the search expanded to the sand hills, the ocean, buildings, airports, rail lines, and the interstate. And within 24 hours, the entire country was aware of this. Okay. Uh, which, for the, 66 is pretty good. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, we don't, we didn't have the social media and stuff that we have now. Three days later, the media started talking about perhaps it was a sex crime In addition to an abduction um, the police stated that between the three children they were carrying 17 items 17 individual items including clothes towels and bags none of which have been found okay yes now there were several witnesses who saw these three children talking to a tall blonde tan thin man in his 30s and he's never been located either okay that's creepy very creepy um the paddle paddle while longa boat haven was drained three days after their disappearance after a witness reported seeing them there nothing in there okay um the children were seen playing and relaxed with the suspect previously mentioned, this tall, th- thin, blonde guy. And one, this man actually approached a witness on the 26th and stated that, um, asked if anyone had been near their belongings because some of their money was missing. And the witness said, no, she hadn't seen any, they hadn't seen anything. Um, another, Witness saw the group walking away from the beach at 12.15. This is what was concerning. I mean, this whole thing is concerning, obviously, is that the parents described their children as shy and not ones to play with people that they didn't know. So they figured they had to have had some comfort level with this person, but his description didn't match anyone in their family or friends group. Okay. So there's a theory that perhaps the kids met him the day before when they had been there unsupervised and he had built trust with them. Right. And this is, Ooh, this got me at the time. The mother didn't think anything of it until of course, after the kids didn't come home, Arna, the middle child, the seven year old had jokingly told her mother that Jane had a boyfriend at the beach. Oh. And Jane was nine. <clears throat> <clears throat> so lots of witnesses, lots of sightings, absolutely nothing for almost 57 years. That's They're insane. Nothing. I mean, 55 years.
1: No bodies, nothing? No,
0: not even the suspect. Not even the suspect. So... um Wenzel's shopkeeper observed uh, Jane buying pasties and a meat pie with a one pound note when her mother had only given her six shillings and six pence. So clearly she got money from someone else. We're nice. assuming the suspect. Um, it, it's it's just, it's incredible. And what's sad about it, though, is that obviously there's been lots of sightings Um Nothing that's come to fruition, but there's been hoaxes. Um and I didn't deep dive into that too much. I'm gonna put the Wikipedia link in the show notes, but hoax letters um up to two years after the disappearance, supposedly written by Jane, from people who are just trying to get attention and publicity. Yeah. Um
1: so the interesting thing about this yes. is that, you know, let's say he had been at the beach day one and yep. was able to befriend them and Invited them to the beach the second day and spent the day with them. He had to have a car or yep. he had to have lived nearby yes. within walking distance if people saw them walking off around 12.15. So, yeah, assuming he gained their trust and he was able to get them to his apartment, house, hotel room, Right. how do you keep three children from becoming alarmed or screaming or, or and how do you keep them sub, subdued enough to continue going with you? Exactly. To get them to a place that you can either kill them or do whatever you're going to do to them. And not leave a trace,
0: right. not an article of clothing. I mean, so, I mean, we've vacationed with little kids. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, these were nine, seven, and four.
1: I mean we we'd leave shit everywhere all the time. Right, we just left a trail of stuff to and from our condo to the beach. And... I don't
0: understand how not one thing could be found. Yeah. Not one thing. And um some witnesses observed them holding their holding his hand and walking with them. So I I suspect he was probably grooming them for a while like Possibly the day before might have been the first time they were alone at the beach, but i I would venture to guess they were probably at the beach before with their parents, and no shade to the parents this was the time if nine seven and four year olds if it was common for them to go to the beach on the bus by themselves, I imagine the parents weren't you know eagle eyeing them the entire time at the beach. It's right. very likely they could have run into him a number of times like oh yeah go to the snack stand and get something to eat and the parents aren't watching and he's engaging them and Mm -hmm. developing a a relationship and I would venture to
1: guess it probably didn't take very long but he probably groomed them. Well he would have to have a car parked close or have an apartment or something close. Yes. Since the witnesses stopped seeing him after they left the beach. Yep. So, you know, if they had traveled for a while on foot or whatever through the city, then there would have been more witness sightings. Right. So it, it's interesting if and uh, he had a car. Like, like, how far ahead did he plan this? Right. And the country is not over
0: this. As of 2018, there is a $1 million reward for any information still. Wow. This is, I mean, this just shook the country. And it completely changed how... <clears throat> like su- supervising kids in Australia went right um and i imagine it be you know i imagine in time it, it was international news and i feel like you know it probably changed things for a lot of families yeah um but it's just the fact that there was no trace of any of them including the suspect is very creepy yep very very unsettling yep
1: God, I wonder what happened to them. I know. And the Solder
0: children. Maybe they're all together. Maybe they are. (laughs) Well, sorry we brought you down, but we love a little unexplained phenomenon, especially the day before Halloween. Yes. Um, We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. If you are interested in sending us listener letters, asking for advice, sharing something unusual or topics that you want us to discuss, send an email to pixieandogrepod at gmail.com. That's P-I-X-I-E-A-N-D-O-G-R-E-P-O-D at gmail.com. Thanks.